Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're going to be going in depth into my week number 7 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at Notorious. FNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week number seven, top 36 wide receiver rankings and tiers for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin in the S tier with the wide receiver position with my wide receivers one through five. At number one, we have Tyreek Hill of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. Tyreek Hill has been the wide receiver three in PPR in back-to-back games. Those were obviously wet dream matchups up against the Carolina Panthers and the Giants. So I do understand that on paper, up against the Philadelphia Eagles, things might be a little bit tougher. But at the end of the day, I think this is going to be the highest scoring game on the slate on Sunday Night Football. I think this is going to be a tit-for-tat, high-scoring, back-and-forth affair in which Tyreek Hill might go absolutely nuclear and score over 30 fantasy points. So Tyreek Hill, for me, up against the Philadelphia Eagles is my wide receiver one. At number two, we have Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo Bills going up against the New England Patriots in New England. Three straight games inside the top eight at the wide receiver position for Diggs. Entering into the season, the Patriots' defense definitely scared me a bit as a Dolphins fan, but now this defense is decimated by injuries, and this whole team is just a complete and utter fucking disaster. Mac Jones is incompetent. I know that really doesn't have anything to do with the Patriots' defense, but it kind of does, because this is going to be a shellacking. The Buffalo Bills just eked out a win up against the Giants. I think they're going to lay a smackdown brother on the Patriots' defense, and Stefan Diggs will be a huge part in that. At number three, we have Keenan Allen of the Chargers going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. If the Dolphins versus the Eagles isn't the highest scoring game, I think Pat Mahomes versus Justin Herbert the pervert will be wide receiver five last week in a bit of a weird game up against the Dallas Cowboys. He has scored at least one touchdown in four straight games, scoring five total touchdowns in that stretch. He's currently the wide receiver four on the season, and he even had his bye week in week five. Again, this is a matchup that I love for Calvin Ridley. Without Mike Williams, Keenan Allen is being force fed the rock. At number four, we have Cooper Cup of the LA Rams going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home in LA. The wide receiver four is exactly where Cooper Cup finished last week. Wide receiver 12 the week prior. Ever since this man came back from injuries, he has been dominant whips and chain style for the LA Rams and Matthew Stafford is feeding this man all game long. 12 targets in week five, nine targets in week six. Now I get the Steelers isn't a wet dream matchup, right? This isn't the best matchup on earth for Cooper Cup, but when you are a wide receiver as skilled as Cooper Cup with a quarterback in Matthew Stafford who just wants to jam the rock down the throat of Cooper Cup, even in tougher climates. Now, it's not like the Steelers offense really has been that fantastic. I think Cooper Cup will still be able to succeed. To close out the A tier, or the S tier, I should say, before we move into the A tier, we got Amon Ra St. Brown, the sun god of the Detroit Lions, going up against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Wide receiver one last week, going over 120 yards, 12 receptions, and a touchdown against the Bucks. The Baltimore Ravens defense is pretty average, pretty middle of the road. It feels like week in and week out 
without Amon Ross St. Brown is just a stone-cold lock to be a top 12 wide receiver. And again, the upside is huge in this matchup, which puts him inside of the S tier. Next up, we move to the A tier. This is just a slight little dip down from the guys in the S tier. You are obviously starting all the guys in the A tier as well, unless somehow you have Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and Cooper Cup all on the same team, which actually is possible. You could have drafted all those guys on the same team, but there's like three teams probably total that have that combination. There's probably zero people that are watching this video that have that combination. So the A tier begins at number six with A.J. Brown going up against the Miami Dolphins in Philadelphia. Now, A.J. Brown has been absolutely dogging defenses week in and week out. His only down game was week two up against the Vikings. Now, in this time... We have seen Devontae Smith be silent like the night when old man St. Nick lets his nuts hang, right? He lets that sack explode, right? So, with that said, eventually Devontae Smith's going to do something, but with how much of a heater A.J. Brown is on, and with this matchup being super high scoring... I can't rank A.J. Brown much lower. At number seven, we have Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders going up against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Down game for Devontae Adams in back-to-back -back weeks. Wide receiver 70 in week six. Wide receiver 45 in week five. But when it comes to the uber-talented receivers in the NFL, a guy that is a generational talent, I'm not panicking. He's already shown us at points this season how great he is. Plus, even if I was a little bit nervous, which I'm not, the matchup against the Bears, a nut-low defense in the NFL, would instantly wipe any fear away. At number eight, we got Brandon Ayuk of the Niners going up against the cold like Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Now, my assumption right now is that Debo does not play or that Debo is playing in such a limited fashion, a limited role that it won't really affect Ayuk. I know Ayuk down bad last week against the Cleveland Browns, but that's because big cock Brock Purdy was playing sluggish. He did not look good in that game. I think Brock Purdy bounces back in a huge huge way up against this Vikings defense and I think Brandon Ayuk has the upside to have his best game of the year his best game was week one wide receiver two I definitely think that's possible yet again this week at number nine we got Jalen Waddle away Waddle Waddle till the very next day going up against the Philadelphia Eagles and I know early on in the season there was people worrying about Jalen Waddle Nick you got down on your knees and gave the gawk gawk 9,000 special to Jalen Waddle and look at this wide receiver 31 43 he missed a game wide receiver 47 Nick Jalen Waddle's washed right and then after that wide receiver 20 and 13 great year 2013 so now he gets the Eagles. This should be his best game yet. Jalen Waddle is still one of the best receivers on the team. Here, not on the team, obviously on the team. One of the best receivers in the league. Back-to-back -back weeks with at least one touchdown. I have ha-ha hopes for Jalen Waddle this week. Now we move into the B tier. Again, all guys that you probably have to start anyways. A little bit of a dip down, but I'm still confident in them. Puka Nakua, wide receiver number 10 up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I know Nick Puka Nakua shit the bet last week, wide receiver 56. He still had seven targets, and he dropped a touchdown in that game that he catches 99.99999% of the time. So don't panic. Don't worry. Don't fret, because Puka Nakua will be back and better than ever, like a Hess truck. 
this week up against the Steelers at number 11. We got DK Metcalf going up against the Arizona Cardinals at home in Seattle. Now, it's important to note that we did not see DK Metcalf suit up in practice on Wednesday. He's clearly banged up. We have to pay attention today on Friday. Because if he does not practice, that will move Tyler Lockett in my pocket skirt up the rankings a ton. If Metcalf plays even banged up, this matchup against the Arizona Cardinals is too good to miss out on at number 12. Speaking of the Cardinals, we got Hollywood Brown of the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. A bit of a doozy game for Hollywood last week up against the Rams. Still 11 targets, but only four receptions for 34 yards. But again, this is why we don't panic in fantasy football. Last week, if you guys remember, was very weird. It was a very weird week. So don't fret, don't panic off of one down game. Prior to that, he was a top 22 receiver in four straight games. I get Josh Dobbs hasn't looked the greatest over the last two weeks, but even in that down game against the Bengals, Hollywood was still the wide receiver 17. This Seahawks defense doesn't strike much fear. It doesn't send some shivers down my spine. I think Hollywood's hopping back on the saddle like his name was Woody from Toy Story. At number 13, we got Mike Evans. Magic Mike going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Fitting, Magic Mike in Atlanta going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But this one's at home in Tampa. Two down games for Mike Evans, but I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. Baker looked like shit last week. I think Baker cleans things up this week. And I think up against a pretty middle-of-the-road Atlanta Falcons defense, we see Mike Evans reclaim his former... Former? His former glory as a top 13, top 12 potential wide receiver. Moving now to the C tier. At number 14, we got Devontae Smith, the slim reaper of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Miami Dolphins. Now, last week, 11 targets, but it didn't turn into much against the Jets. Five receptions, 44 receiving yards. Again, we've been talking about how Devontae Smith is in a slump. Wide receiver 40, 99, 24, 69. Very nice. I like my name of Borat. Wide receiver 10 and 17. So over the last four games, only one of those games was he even remotely okay for fantasy. But it's clear that that game is coming. And it's coming quickly like some premature ejaculation. This Dolphins defense getting back Jalen Ramsey very, very soon. Not this week, though. This week, again, I project this to be one of the highest, the highest scoring game on the week. I'm not missing out on Devontae Smith, even though people say, Nick, you got him ranked too low. I already know those those comments are coming. At number 15, we got Wiki Wiki, DJ Moore of the Chicago Bears going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, DJ Moore is ranked as the wide receiver 15, and this feels gross to have him ranked this high. But I think Tyson Bagent or Bagent or fucking Baguette is going to be good enough for DJ Moore to be just fine. The matchup against the Raiders is good enough for as long as Tyson just feeds DJ Moore the ball, he will be just fine. Now his, his floor 
is now significantly lower. His floor is in the fucking basement. He still has the same upside, but he's not like a lock to be a top 12 receiver this week, which is why I got him as the wide receiver 15. And number 16, we got Jacoby Myers of the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders going up against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Jacoby Myers back-to-back weeks inside the top 15. Now, you might be thinking, Nick, you just talked about how Devontae Adams had two down games. Is that why Jacoby Myers has been doing so good? And the answer would be yes and no, because Jacoby Myers has actually had good games this season while Devontae Adams was flourishing like a beautiful butterfly, right? So, we don't technically need, if you're a Jacoby Myers owner, you don't need Adams to shit the bed for Jacoby Myers to come to fruition. They could both coexist and have huge games together. At number 17, we got Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Denver Broncos in Denver. Now, Christian Watson got a touchdown robbed from him in his last game out by week, the week prior against the Raiders. He had seven targets, three receptions, 91 yards. He should have scored a touchdown, but there was a horse cock... Horse cock? (laughs) What is wrong with me? A horse collar tackle. I was thinking about Drew Locke that yanked me or yanked Watson out of the end zone. It sucked. But hey, this week, he should be getting more snaps coming back off the injury against a putrid Broncos defense. I have high beliefs in Christian Watson, and I think Jordan Love isn't as dog shit as he was up against the Raiders in week five. Next up, we move to the D tier, beginning with Amari Cooper of the Cleveland Browns going up against the Indianapolis Colts in Indianapolis. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below if you are new. Wide receiver 21, can you do something for me with over 100 yards last week against the Niners? This week, I think Deshaun Watson should be back, but that isn't a closed case just yet. Still kind of up in the air like he's juggling, but... I think Amari Cooper is going to be fine even if P.J. Walker plays because the Colts' defense is a bit of a disaster. I think this is going to be a big game from the Cleveland Browns offense. They're riding hot. They are on fire NBA Jam style after dethroning the Niners, right? Taking their undefeated away from them. I think Amari Cooper is going to dick down the Indianapolis Colts' defense, but there is some worries, right? Well, I'm very confident the worry is Maybe Watson just sucks because we've seen Watson up and down. And maybe P.J. Walker, if he plays, just had one good game and it's back to being, you know, P.J. Walker. At number 19, we got Chris Godwin going up against the Atlanta Falcons. Chris Godwin started off the season the opposite of fire. He was ice cold. But then week four against the Saints, wide receiver nine. Last week against the Lions, wide receiver 28. There are a lot of easy ways to discount his poor performance last week, and all of them are Baker Mayfield. So I think Baker's going to look a lot better against this mid-tier Atlanta Falcons defense. So I I got Chris Godwin ranked as wide receiver 19, but again, I am still a little bit worried that he's going to fall back into that slump that he was in early on in the season. At number 20, Tyler Lockett in my pocket skirt going up against the Arizona Cardinals limited in practice on Wednesday. Again, these are things to monitor. If DK Metcalf doesn't play and Lockett plays, you have to throw Lockett up. If Lockett doesn't play and Metcalf plays, you probably have to rank Metcalf even higher. This is the type of matchup where even though Tyler Lockett is boom or bust, wide receiver 91, week one, then wide receiver 6, 56, 42, bye, wide receiver 19. So this is the kind of matchup where you just plug your ears and say, you know what? I get that he's been pretty up and down, but it's the Cardinals. So you play him. At number 21, Michael Pittman Jr. going up against the Cleveland Browns. 
Wide receiver nine last week in a bad game for the Colts against the Jags, a Gardner Minshew revenge game. Pittman had 14 targets, nine receptions, 109 yards. We expect Pittman to get heavily targeted week in and week out, whether it's Anthony Richardson, now it is Gardner Minshew. The problem, and this is a big problem, is the fact that they're playing against Use the Schwartz and the Cleveland Browns. No bueno matchup. No bueno. This is a bad matchup for Michael Pittman. But, and this is a big but, shout out Sir Mix a lot, because he gets so many targets, he should be just fine, but the upside is certainly limited. At number 22, we got Zay Flowers of the Detroit Lions going, or of the Baltimore Ravens, going up against the Detroit Lions at home in Baltimore. Zay Flowers has been also boomer bust all year. Wide receiver 16 in week one, 51, 35, 50, 25, 14. Found a little bit more of consistency recently eight or more targets in back-to-back weeks he appears to be the only guy without stone for hands on the Baltimore Ravens offense besides Mark Andrews so I think we're going to continue to see Zay Flowers dominate as the receiver one Rashad Master Bateman has been bad Odell's been banged up hasn't looked great the second best receiver on this team outside of Mark Andrews is Nelson Aguilar and that should tell you enough you will be like okay This is why we're starting Zay Flowers. Next up, we move to the E tier. This is a tier of receivers where things start to feel a lot grosser. I would still start them if I got them, right? But it starts to feel even more gross. And then after this is where you got to fucking plug your nose before you listen to the receivers we got after this. Because when there's six teams on bye week... Wide receivers 28 through 36. It's normally like a fucking minefield, right? It's normally like a hellhole there. But uh, when there's a lot of teams on by, it looks even worse. So before we break down the rest of these wide receivers from wide receivers 23 through 36, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today that we're going to be talking about in just a couple of seconds. First, I'm going to explain how the Underdog Pick'em works. So you're going to be able to select at least one player from each team. So you can't just do Jared Goff higher than 246.5 passing yards and match it with Amon Ross St. Brown higher than six receptions. You need to do at least one player from two different teams. So we're going to go with Sam Laporta higher than four receptions I think he's going to have a big game here up against the Baltimore Ravens and he is a large part of this offense we're going to close this game down and then go to the Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts we're going to go with Zach Moss higher than 35 and a half yards regardless of the fact that I think Jonathan Taylor should start to see more touches Zach Moss has been feasting that even if he gets like eight touches in this game it should be zero surprise to anyone if he gets higher than 35 and a half yards so if both of these picks hit we'll get paid out three times our entry fee. If you do three picks, it's six times, four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee. If you are new to Underdog Fantasy and live in one of these states on your screen right now, and you use promo code Notorious or click on the link in the video description, you will get a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. So if you deposit $100, they'll give you an additional $100, $50, additional $50, $25, and additional $25, and the minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy is If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, wide receiver 23, Drizzy Drake London going up against the Bucks in Tampa. Now, I like Drake London a lot. I think he has the upside to be a top five receiver this week against the Bucks. The problem is, 
that you have to rely on Desmond Ritter, who has played good in back-to-back weeks, and you have to rely on Arthur Smith to throw the ball a bunch. Now, Drake London has only scored two touchdowns on the season, but he's been the wide receiver 6 and 19 in back-to-back weeks with over nine targets in both games. I am a big believer in Drake London. I think this man has elite skill set, but he's handicapped. He is almost handcuffed by the offense. So, while I got him ranked this high, his floor, he's another guy, his floor is the fucking basement. Number 24, Terry McLaurin going up against the Giants in MetLife. This is a great matchup, but we have not seen any consistency out of McLaurin. It's like some weeks McLaurin is that alpha receiver that we think of him as, right? 11 targets against Atlanta, 10 targets against Philly. But then there's games like up against a putrid Bears defense where he's doing his John Cena impression because you can't see him. Five targets, four receptions, 49 yards. He should have smashed in that performance like his name was Habib. So, I like McLaurin in this spot. But again, I am still not 100% confident in McLaurin because not of the offense. Sam Howell looks real good. Looks like the leader of the pack. But uh, this seems like every week it's a different guy. We're going to talk about Curtis Samuel, who's been uber consistent in a second. And number 25, we got, I want a bad bitch. Jordan Addison, right? Going up against the 49ers. Now, if I'm being honest with you, I like Gabe Davis and Curtis Samuel more than Jordan Addison. But Jordan Addison every week just somehow scores, right? Four of six games, he's got a touchdown. I know the matchup's tough, but Kirk Cousins is going to feed him the ball. So again, even though the matchup scares the shit out of me, I I still kind of have to go and rank Jordan Addison higher because, again, he just feels a little bit safer. Number 26, Curtis Samuel. Captain Spock, my boy, calls him Curtis Samuel. Now, we talked about this all week, and I talked about it in the live stream from Thursday night. We'll be live on Sunday morning as well, if you guys want to check that out. And we might even be live on Sunday night football during the Dolphins game, but I'm not sure I'm committing to that yet. Not committing to it yet. If you're watching the video right now and you're like, Nick, I would watch you react to the Dolphins game, let me know. Because we will 100% be live during the Dolphins-Chiefs game in Germany in a couple of weeks. Again, I'm a Dolphins fan, so... I'm not going to just watch some random game on live stream. I'll probably fucking, like, if I was live streaming the the Saints game from last night, I would have fucking passed out. It was so boring until the end. Again, I watched the whole game. I'm sitting there trying to f- get an edge for you guys in case you guys can't watch, you know, figure out what's happening, get a good idea of things because, again, the stat sheet doesn't necessarily always tell the truth. But, man, that, that game sucked for, like, 90% of it. Back into the actual point of things, though. Despite the fact that Curtis Samuel has sucked, he has been, on, or is not that good of a player, he has been good. He's been on fire NBA Jam style. When a player goes wide receiver 23, 14, 11 over the last three weeks, I just have to start him, especially when they play the Giants. Wide receiver 27 to close out the E tier. Gabe Davis of the Buffalo Bills going up against the New England Patriots in New England. Real bad game for Gabe Davis. Wide receiver 84 last week. But I think he uh, gets back on the saddle here like his name was Arthur Morgan. This is a, a good matchup. Great matchup, I might add. Now, what scares me is we've seen this in the past with the Bills. For some reason, they just are a little bit streaky. They can't get it up. They just have some bad games in a row. Now, they played pretty bad against the Jags, but nowhere near as bad as they did against the Giants. So again, everything in my body is telling me 
They are going to turn into venom. They're going to go fucking nuclear and just dog out the Patriots, right? It's not even going to be close. They're going to drop 70 like the Dolphins did against the Broncos. But there's also that slight worry. It's the devil versus the angel on the shoulder, right? The, the angel's like, Nick, I'm going to speak sweet nothings into your ear, man. This is a this is a wet dream matchup for Gabe Davis. I don't know why I'm touching my fucking... feels weird. But <laughs> I don't know why I'm touching my shoulders like that, but... For the audio net listeners who think I might be touching something else, you sick fuck. But uh, yeah, Gabe Davis, what I'm saying is, is the devil is telling me, Nick, the Patriots are, uh, the, 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 the Bills, the, the, the Bills are going to skid out here. They're, they're going to have another bad game. But the Angels like, okay, this is so easy. They're going to rip the, the Patriots a new asshole. And I tend to believe more with the Angels. So that's why we got Gabe Davis as wide receiver 27. To close things out here, the final tier, psych. That's the wrong number. The second to final tier, wide receiver 28 in the F tier, Josh Downs. Now, despite the name, the fact that his last name is Downs, Josh Downs has been on the up and up with Gardner Minshew under center. Wide receiver 30 and 18 in back-to-back weeks. The matchup scares me. It does. But again, I think they're going to be down. They're going to be thrown a lot. And that's going to result in Josh Downs having a decent enough game. At number 29 and 30, we got the Steelers boys, Deontay Johnson, as well as George Pickens going up against the Rams. Deontay Johnson logged full practice again on Thursday. Good to hear. Now, he wasn't great in week one when he was healthy. But I do believe in this spot against the Rams. Hopefully coming out the bye week. The Steelers are percolating, right? They're able to move the ball. Matt Canada isn't a dumb fuck. Kenny Pickett plays well. Now, that's those are some big asks, right? But I think it's possible. I trust Deontay Johnson more because he's going to get more targets. Now, Gabe, da- not Gabe Davis, George Pickens was flying around, right? He was playing well last game out against the Ravens. 10 targets, 6 receptions, 130 receiving yards, 1 rush, 16 yards, and a touchdown. George Pickens does this thing where there'll be a a DB standing up or a safety coming at him, and for some reason, he tries to just hurdle him. He can't hurdle them. He's not going to jump 7 feet over the guy, right? Like he's fucking Blake Griffin jumping over a goddamn Toyota. But what he does, he just jumps up for some reason. I think it's to protect the knees, and it's hilarious. Like He just shoves his nuts in the guy's face. I think Pickens is an incredibly fun player to watch. But I think with Deontay Johnson back in town, that's going to hurt Pickens. At number 31, we got Debo. Now, if Debo plays, I think this is where he finishes. Missed practice on Thursday with the shoulder. I think he finishes in this range as a pseudo kind of decoy, right? He goes out there, catches maybe three passes. That's it. Even in a great game against the Vikings. Great matchup against the Vikings. So, I would be very scared to play him. But again, this is something to follow Today on Friday, number 32, we got Cortland Sutton going up against the Packers. Jerry Judy threw everyone under the bus in his most recent interview. He threw the O-line under the bus, the coaching under the bus, and Russell Wilson under the bus, like I'm Mike Tyson. All right? Everyone got thrown over the bus, and I want to kiss you, okay? (laughs) I love my pigeon. (laughs) I wish I could do a better Mike Tyson, but, you know, just for jokes, right? We're this late in the video. Most people aren't even watching anyway, so we can fuck around, right? Cortland Sutton is now the receiver one. He was the wide receiver 22 last week. Again, it feels disgusting to throw this motherfucker in your lineup because the Broncos suck and the Packers' pass defense is pretty decent. But still, he's going to get the volume. Wide receiver 27 week one, 47, 14, 33, 81, 22. He, he literally does have like top 12 upside, whether we like it or not. Number 33, Rashi Rice going up against the LA Chargers at home in Kansas City. Rashi Rice appears to be the number one receiver on the Chiefs. 
This matchup is why I have him ranked here. It is scary to play Rashi Rice because of what we talk about every single week. Patrick Mahomes is like Oprah. You get the ball, you get the ball, you all get the ball, right? Besides Kelsey, he doesn't really have a guy that he just feeds all game long. Rashi Rice would be lucky to get six targets here. But in this good of a matchup, he could easily score and get over 70 yards. So that's why he's my wide receiver 33 to close things out in the G tier. Like a G6, like a G6, na-na-na-na-na. Wide receiver 34, Josh Palmer, going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Palmer's the wide receiver 2 without Mike Williams. I hope this is a high-scoring game. I think it will be. Hopefully, Justin Herbert locks in and Palmer has a decent game at number 35 we got Romeo Dobbs up against the Broncos I love the matchup against the Broncos in Denver I am nervous because Watson I think is going to be back getting a full snap count when Watson played a little bit more Romeo Dobbs was quiet like a silent library against the Raiders wide receiver 100 now the matchup is so great that I'm ranking him highly maybe that was just a down game but I'm still a little bit nervous. And wide receiver 36, KJ Osborne going up against the Niners. KJ Osborne's going to get a lot of volume without Justin Jefferson, but he's playing the 49ers. So I trust Addison way more than Osborne. And I trust Hawkinson way more than Osborne. So that's why he's all the way down here as the wide receiver 36. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't end up enjoying today's video, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button down below. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. I love each and every one of you guys so much. If you want to check out my Patreon, link is in the video description for $7.50 a month. I give out all my rankings as well as answer any questions you guys may have. I hope you guys have a great rest of your guys' day. Again, I love you guys all so much. We're getting closer to 30,000 subscribers. Now, it's a slower trek, right? We're almost in late August. Almost Oct it's almost Halloween. Getting a little spooky. So, I appreciate you guys. We're going to hit that very soon. And it's all thanks to you. So, I love you guys. Check out one of the videos on your screen if you haven't seen them already. Click on my logo. That's how you subscribe. I love you guys so much. Genuinely, have a great one. And as always, good boy!